Well, well, well. Long time no see. This year, I'm already messing this up. 2023 was trigger. No, um, I don't know, but I do know we have a lot to catch up on. Um, I've missed you guys. I've missed talking to you. I've missed hearing from you. I've missed showing my face to you and all of my meanness to you. So I found it only fitting that I celebrate my one year since starting the Typical Trends podcast with a video episode for us to touch base, take a breather, go over what happened, go over where I'm at now, talk about what the fuck is gonna happen and because of the fact that I like to be transparent I will preface this with it's not all great news so let's get into it welcome back to the typical trans podcast you're listening to the typical trends podcast where we talk about all things mental health body image inclusivity and making conversations around these topics more typical to have um i'm really not liking this little setup but i'm kind of tired of going back and forth and trying to figure out what the fuck i'm trying to do um this is the first time I'm making a video with my cute little sign. Shout out Skylar. Um, I love her, but I have to figure out how to set up a space with her because the couch I typically record on, um, I say typically, I literally did one video episode and I was on the couch, but the couch I like to sit on and was planning on sitting on is too low that it looks like I was like a little speck in like the earth's existence from where I had to sit on that, being really low to where the sign is. And when we put the sign up, we centered it where the couch was and under, like above the couch, because that's the way the room is laid out. Um, the couch is too low, I didn't like it. Now I'm in a chair. And I also don't like that. Um, so at some point, if you see like a change in scenery, it's because I decided to sit back on the couch because I know this entire time I'm going to be like this on my little swivel chair, but, um, I need something to drink first. I don't have nails and it's so, that was one of the things actually for a good majority of this year, I did not have nails and it was not by choice. It was because your girls broke and could not keep up with the getting the nails done. So it was an executive life choice that I was not really for, um, but had to decide to be. So anyway, um, opening cans has been a lot easier, but I also can't do like, oh, it's coming out. She's coming. 
Um, but I also can't do this little thing anymore. Um, we've had this in the fridge for I don't know how long. It's a grape olipop. I'm afraid to move it too much now. Um, but I need something to drink. I honestly have so much wine that I should have just brought wine, but... Mm. I also should have gotten a straw. But first, I feel like I need to do like a group little... Because I feel like the overarching theme of 2023 was lessons for everybody. And that's good. But that's also really fucking tough. And for me, I've been having to do a lot of that. Okay, take a second and just... So, if you don't feel like you need to take a deep breath, then I'm happy for you. But if you do, I'm going to give you this chance now to just kind of breathe. Take a minute. Um, we're here to just chill out, catch up, and... Just take a breather. So, the last time I made a video episode was before I was going for my breast reduction. Um, and that was in April. Whew. I can't believe that that is almost going to be a year because it honestly still has not really hit me. And I think it's because I'm still struggling with my weight that it hasn't been something that's been very like, I don't wanna say monumental, but like noticeable for me, I guess. Because I guess like, you know, it's not like I was just wearing stuff all the time that was so like, you know, for my chest and whatever else, like now that I'm not as full in my chest that now I wear these things and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much less and whatever. Like, it's not like that. And I, I'm still hiding under big clothes. So, I mean, like, I don't think he would be able to really tell in this that like I went from almost like a fucking E to like a middle-ish C to a B, maybe, kind of, depending on the day. Um... So it's been, it's been nice, but I also feel like I haven't been able to like 100% be like, wow, yet, because it's not like I'm able to buy that much of smaller clothing, like single-handedly just because of my chest size being different, because my arms are still bigger, my back is still bigger, I still have extra this, and I still have extra that, and so... I think until that kind of changes, it won't really be very, um, that's the word. Um, it won't be very, I guess, mind-blowing, I guess. So, yeah, I feel like I just put, like, a huge damper on that. <laughs> A lot of times I feel like I come on to doing the podcast and I realize how little I've actually like worked through, which is also why we're going to get into it. 
hold the phone. I always do that. I'm always like, oh, blah, 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 blah. but then we'll get into it. But anyway, so I needed to literally like write it down because 2023 felt like it was a nonstop series of unfortunate events. And sometimes I feel like I can't believe that I went through all that. Other times I'm like, that was every second of my life. And it was just a lot. Um, so yes, breast reduction was in April. Um, this is literally what I had to screenshot to remember. It was in April. So cute. Then in May was when I went to just just wanted to get my contacts updated. LOL. Um, May was when I found out that I had the whole papilledema pseudotumor. My brain hates me. My eyes hate me. My brain's filled with fluid. What the fuck's going on? Um, so if you didn't hear about that whole piece... Um, I basically went for my annual eye appointment, um, to get my contacts, like, upgraded or updated, whatever the right way to say that is, and they found a hemorrhage in the back of my eye, um, which is, like, blood, basically, um, that they were able to see, and they sent me to an emergency, like, eye specialist to get it checked out to make sure it wasn't active, um, cause it could have like happened. They literally were like, you could have it from like sneezing too hard or like coughing too hard or like that kind of, it literally could just like pop a vessel type of thing. Um, just from doing something like that too hard and not for nothing. Like I sneeze and like, I almost can shoot myself back into a wall sometimes. So I was not surprised that I could have possibly sneezed too hard and blown a blood vessel. Thank you, dad. <laughs> Blessed me with this smelling and sneezing device, um, in the middle of my face. But, um, so they sent me to that emergency place, whatever. They said that the hemorrhage was not active. Like it was basically like blood that was drying and it would be gone a couple months. It's like, okay, cool, great. But they did find that there was swelling in the nerves in the backs of my eyes. So your optic nerve in the back of your eye connects to your brain. Um, the part of your brain that then, you know, sends signals that you're seeing and whatever else. Which, if anybody listening to this happens to be an eye doctor, please don't quote me because I got to the point that I heard stuff so many times and honestly half the time when I was being told it was so like, why the fuck is this happening to me that I probably am not saying any of this right. So from my understanding, that's the way that it worked. But um, they basically said to me how um, I have an overproduction of cerebral spine fluid and it's causing the nerves in the back of my eyes to swell and that can cause me to go blind. Basically my optic nerves were swelling and if they got to a point they were so swollen, it could affect my eyesight and I can go blind. So basically pressure that goes from your spine through your head, kind of through here and whatever else, like imagine like everything kind of working from spine to here to through and all passing. I had an over, I have an overproduction of that fluid that goes from your spine and through your whatever. So, there was like building up of the fluid causing swelling. And well, there is, I have not been told that there has, it stopped. Um, so 
it was accompanied by a lot of headaches, which I have gotten pretty chronically for a good portion of the last few years. Um, headaches, a lot of, you know, I ever feel like everybody kind of gets like black spots or floaters, that kind of stuff, but like excessively, like to the point that you're like, okay, like, am what the fuck am I seeing? Like almost like I felt like I was going crazy because I could feel my eyes literally just being like all the time. Um, and I had to get a spinal tap, um, which is basically they inject a huge needle in you, um, in your spine. I had to turn over my side, literally go full fetal position on the table and they have to inject a needle into you. Um, they numb the area. That's what the bigger needle is. And then to my understanding, which again could be getting this completely wrong. And they basically insert something else into like a tube that then fills up with the spinal fluid. Um, and depending on how quickly that tube fills up or that line or whatever it is fills up, that's how they, that's how they know how high the pressure is. Um, and they call that your opening pressure. And mine was high. I forget what the range was, but mine was high. Um, so between that and other tests that they ran, they basically were able to conclude that it was the overproduction and not the, um, overproduction or something else. But my issue was the overproduction. There's like certain other like ways that it could be affecting people, but mine was the overproduction issue. So from there, it was a lot of days where, um, I first started taking a very heavy diuretic, which I'm still on now. Um, and it's, it was a lot of, you know, ups and downs with that because it's strong. Um, plus being put on other medications. And then it turns out that that diuretic, um, was not really working that well or to the extent they wanted it to. So I had to continue to stay on it longer than they thought I was going to. And I'm still on that exact same dosage, um, almost a year later. Well, not really almost in May will be a year. Um, I had to get started on another medication to help counter the effects of, um, what the diuretic was doing to my liver and kidneys. Um, I basically, because I went into metabolic acidosis, I had to get put on sodium bicarbonate to help counter basically the effects of that medication with another medication because I could not get off the Diamox, um, that diuretic, because if I did, it could make me go blind again. That diuretic was helping to slow that production of the fluid. Um, so if anybody that knows the diuretics are, it kind of like works against, you know, fluid and that kind of stuff. So it was slowing down the production, meaning limiting the odds of it causing me to go blind on top of taking that medication, it was affecting parts of my body. Then I was taking another medication to help counter the effects of that medication that I had to be on that was affecting parts of my body. I still take those to this day. Um, every day, twice a day. So, um, I, you know, I go on mosey about my life, um, which again, you can go and listen to this episode. <laughs> I cover all of this. Um, but you know, for the fuck of it, why not just go through it again? See how well I remember. Um, and fast forward, um, ended up having a emergency appendectomy. Um, that was it. Hang on. Let me, let me go back to my resources. Um, so I basically just went from, yeah, May, it was May 19th. I ended up, um, in the hospital the first time and then I went back a couple times after that for the whole it's called papilledema if anybody wants to look it up for their own leisure um 
but that was May 19th that that all began. Um, then September 20th, um, the day before, I think this, no, it was the day of this. Um, I woke up, had really bad back pain. Um, the kidney doctor that I go to regularly because of the fact that I had to get put on the sodium bicarbonate, um, had told me it could be kidney stones, um, kidney infection, beginning of kidney failure because of metabolic acidosis. Um, you know, all the great things that you want to hear. So immediately went to the hospital, did every test. Everything for my kidneys came back perfectly fine. They did find inflammation and they decided they needed to do an emergency appendectomy. So I did get my appendix removed. When they were in there, they found out that I had uh, lesions that were caused by endometriosis, which then were sent out and tested by a new OBGYN I had to start going to. It was confirmed to have endometriosis, and I also found out I have a confirmed case of PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, so it was quite a year medically, um, just to put it lightly. Um, there was a lot of days where, um, I felt uncomfortable to drive, that I didn't know what was going on with me. Um, it was a lot to deal with mentally, physically, um, because even before 2023, it was always a thing for me that I just, my body, I never felt good. Um... You know, even when I was having good, like, mental days or weeks or whatever it may be, physically I just never felt good. I always just felt like I was sick or something was bothering me or something, whatever. So to feel like I had a whole year of constantly trying to recover um, was very exhausting. And coming to you now and, like, you know, telling you about everything, whatever else... I don't have this feeling of like, but you know what, I'm so proud of myself because I pushed through and whatever, like, and it's weird because I feel like I should, but I don't know if I feel like it's too soon to say that because I'm on the same medication. Um, I was put back on birth control. I went off in January for my breast reduction. Um, and I had plans of staying off of it until the endometriosis and the PCOS diagnosis. Um, so I'm back on that. Um, I take antidepressants. So every day I take two of the diuretics. No, every day I take four of the diuretics, two in the morning, two at night. I take two of the sodium bicarbonates, one in the morning, one at night. I take my antidepressant, I take my birth control, and then I also have headache medication. So every day, I take about, you know, headache is like give or take. I kind of went down to like just taking as, as needed, um, but it was every day. So give or take nine medications, nine prescription medications every single day. So... It's just been tough, to say the least. Um, but I'm kind of at a good spot with it now. It's kind of like, you know, this is my routine. I got to keep going with it. 
Um, it's been a little bit slowed down with all the doctor's appointments because I was going to like two different eye doctors, my um, neurologist, I was going to and my primary plus um, kidney doctor and what it like. So all that kind of slowed down a little bit, which is nice. Like now it's like, okay, we can see you in like six months versus like every month and every three weeks or whatever it's gonna be. Um, so that's been really nice. And also, not for nothing, I'm in school for my master's. So all of that, um, the part I will get a little um, braggity and on is I was very adamant with my semesters. Um, I was very adamant that I was not going to take any incompletes. I was going to try to miss as minimal as possible. Um, and that I was going to get good grades. Because I didn't know this. Maybe it's just because I'm like a nerd or something, but I didn't know that a lot of people in grad school, they don't really care about their grades, they just care about passing. Like, if you listen to this and you're laughing at me, shut the fuck up. But I thought it was like, no, you want to do better. But I guess it makes sense because, like, you're not trying to, like, do more schooling after if, like, your master's is it. But, like, the fuck? Anyway, um... I was very adamant that I was going to do well, regardless. I didn't want to let all of this be a factor in why I didn't do as well as I knew I could. I didn't want it to be um, a way for me to have excuses. I didn't want to take advantage of those, you know, doctor's notes and time I could get off and whatever else it may be. I got notes for literally everything and my classes are online. Um, so I literally didn't use any of the time. Um, I maybe used it for when... I had the, what was it for? The breast reduction in April probably because I had very minimal movement for first couple days. But even that, like, it's not like I couldn't be on a laptop. Like, I could just, like... Um, so I would say, like, that was maybe the most of it. And maybe a little bit of the appendectomy just because of the medication. But that was really it. Um, I do have to, and I never follow it, but I was told to limit my time like on the computer and phone and that kind of stuff to like an hour and a half-ish at a time. And then for like the amount of time I spend on the computer be off at least that time because my eyes are very still kind of like adjusting and can get very strained very easily and that kind of stuff. Um, so some days it has been harder than others, like especially my finals week. Um like the ones that just happened, like December, Whew. it was like, I literally feel like I, it wasn't even that I need to like sleep. Like I didn't need to catch up on sleep. I just need to close my eyes for like two days straight. It was like my, I've never felt my eyes feel so on fire and so exhausted. Like, you know, when people are like, I'm not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. Like I literally felt like I need to just fucking rest my eyes. It was brutal. So there's adjustments I have to make to like my, you know, everyday life and how I do things, whatever else, because I am constantly doing something. And I'm also very like, if I sit down to do something, I want to like sit down and finish it. Like, I don't want to sit on, I don't want to start a paper and sit on, you know, an eight page paper, 10 page paper, whatever the fuck it may be. Especially now I'm in like the part of like my graduate program that's like all thesis and whatever else I'm graduating in May. 
So it's like, you know, hours and hours spent on staring at the computer and doing a paper or reading articles or whatever else it may be. And it's like, I don't want to like hit an hour and be like, oh, okay, timer's off. Like, let me just go fucking, you know, rest my eyes. But it's just, yeah, well, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. But see, I can't even like get to the point of actually praising myself. I'm so fucking annoying. But needless to say, I ended up just shy of 4.0, um, both semesters, and I'm very proud of myself because I was very tempted to be like, I could take the time. I could take a fucking break a little bit. Like, I was very tempted to be like, let me do this. Let me actually take a break. Let me, I got the note. Like, I have the... I have the backup. I, you know, there's all these things that I can't control. Like, yes, the breast reduction, absolutely I can control. But I gave notice. I did things ahead of time. I did whatever. Like, that one, don't even, like, include that. I don't want to hear fucking shit about that. But all the other stuff that happened throughout the year, I could have taken time. I could have taken an incomplete. I could have, but no. I was like, I'm graduating in May. Technically, I'm graduating in May of September conferral, but that's been how it's gonna. It was gonna be the entire time, not as of recently, because um, I started in January. Um, so, a class I need is only offered in summer too, because of when I started originally, not because I fucking did something and now whatever. Okay, so shut your fucking mouth. Um, but in that aspect, I'm proud of myself. Um, and I guess I can be proud of myself for pushing through. Um, I just feel like the pushing is not done yet. So I feel like I can't be like, go me. Um, almost I was really fucking hard on myself. So that doesn't help either. So I talked about when I first started this, how it seemed like 2023 was filled with a lot of lessons for people. And I'm working on with this whole podcast, with this whole presence, this might want to do the chair because I'm sliding. Um, I'm working on figuring out what's beneficial for me to share and what's not. What's me just rambling and me, you know, pushing that line of what things do I keep personal and what things do I share. And I had a really, really, really hard year of friendships. Um, really hard year. I did a lot of learning about how to effectively communicate, even with people I'm very comfortable with. And I think something that I get mixed up in And I know other people, I'm sure, can relate 
I know, I'm sure. Fucking contradictive as fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can relate, or at least if you can't, the, somebody will. Um, maybe it's just me, but I know I build comfort slowly. And when I build that, I trust in it wholeheartedly. Meaning, sometimes I will forget that just because I am close with a person and because I hope that they will never take anything I do as aiming to hurt them or whatever else, it doesn't mean that they won't get hurt by something that I do or something that I say or the lack of that. And I had a few situations this year that taught me a lot about myself as well as who I want to surround myself with and who is worth giving another chance. I had arguments with people I never thought I would have arguments to the extent I did with. Um, and I suffered heartbreak in ways I've never experienced before. And it was really fucking hard. It was really hard. And some of it I'm not recovered from. Um, I had my trust broken really badly. Um, and for me, I am somebody who, we, I've talked about it before with you guys and I've talked about friendships and had our friendships in your 20s and all that shit. And I realize there's no right way to go about how to have friends in your 20s. Because I have some friends that are every week is a new guy or girl and that's their life. I have friends who are newly married. I have friends who are newly engaged. I have friends who are married with a new baby. I have, you know, I have not so close friends. I have acquaintances. I have really good friends. I have people that have grown distant from me. I people like, so I don't think there's a clear cut way to be like, this is how you have a friendship in your twenties. Because one, you can be in your twenties but somebody else could not. I have a good amount of friends that are not in their 20s. Um, and I have a good amount of friends who 
maybe in their 20s, but I hate artists. Maybe in their 20s, but are at a completely different stage of life than me, either ahead or behind me. So, part of me wants to take back everything I said about how to have friendships in your 20s, mostly because of the trauma <laughs> that has occurred to me um, this year with friendships. Um, but I've never been in a situation where I have been on one end so so made to feel backed into a corner because I was not aware of the things I was not doing. If that makes sense. Basically looking at it as that I was backed in a corner by a person, but not really realizing that I was part of the reason why I was put in that corner. On the other side, with a completely different person, I was completely blindsided and years and years and years of built up trust, loyalty, everything that we have been through felt like I didn't know what to believe was genuine and what was not. And I learned how important it is to really take a beat when something blindsides you. Especially if you still want to have a future with that person. Because some days I wish I lost it because I feel like I was entitled to do so if I wanted to. But I also know that as much as I may have days where I question the authenticity of the person and the friendship, that me doing that would have done nothing good knowing that I didn't want to lose that person in my life, regardless of what had happened. So, going through those things really fucking sucked. Um, the one I honestly completely forget about all the time until literally talking to you about this now. And the other is a little bit fresher and hurts in different ways than the other situation did. Because my go-to reaction for many years when things happened with people that I cared about was, what did I do wrong? What can I apologize for? I'm sorry, how can I change? It's because I didn't do this, because I could have done that. And yeah, there was a little bit of that because there are parts of the situation that I feel like I could have 
cater to better to avoid it happening. But I also, I learned how hard it is for me. And I hate that I'm gonna reference this, but if anybody here watches Love Island, don't shut this off please don't it happened last night when I was watching it and I was like wait a minute this is like a really this is the first time I heard somebody say this since I felt this if anybody has watched Love Island USA ow I just fucking bit my tongue if anybody has watched Love Island USA I think it's season two with Shelly Shelly and Johnny Okay, if you didn't, pause this and go and watch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I am going to figure out what fucking episode, though. I'm, I'm going to. I'm probably going to forget the second I'm done recording this, but I'm going to figure it out, and I will get back to you eventually. Um, but basically, they went through a whole thing. Johnny's a fucking asshole. He ruined her trust, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she said to him... The reason I needed space from you was because I didn't realize how hard it was for me to watch you be upset knowing how bad you hurt me. And I was like, bitch, I felt that. I fucking felt that. And it was something I had to constantly check myself with the whole time I went through this situation was I care so much about this person that it hurts me knowing that they are hurting over what they did to me. But I have to realize I cannot be the one to help them when they hurt me. And I realized that is what kept me in my toxic relationship for years. That is what has kept me in, I'm not going to disclose, but other situations in my life. And it made me realize that I have to be better with advocating for myself and what I deserve because if I was and am that hurt and that upset about something because of what somebody did to me and somebody betraying my trust made me feel the way it did. It's not my job to comfort that person when they did nothing to comfort me until they were caught. They did nothing to change what happened and what they did until they were caught. And in a weird way, I found a positive in the situation. <laughs> but I'm still dealing with it. And it was a topic in therapy for a good amount of weeks. Um, And it's stuff that I continue to work on with that person. And I'm very transparent with them. I never once 
thought about them not being in my life. Honestly, the thought of them not being in my life made me more upset. Because I know there's so much of my life that I want to experience and have them with me through. Um, just like they have been through and with me th through so much already. Um, and to that person, I love you. Because I know you're going to know what this is about. Um, but I have to share to an extent for me and for my own advocacy, but also for the fact that I think so often people are so afraid to lose people important to them because of honesty they don't want to share. And this person completely took accountability for everything. Didn't try to defend. Nothing. And the initial conversation could not have gone any better. And it made me... 100% more confident and happy and whatever, I don't even know other emotion, in the fact that I knew I did not have to prepare myself to live life without them because I knew we'd be able to get through it. And even though that end might not be here yet, it gets closer and closer every day. And I don't love them any less. So if you are in a position where you feel like you need to have a conversation or you need to own up to something that you have done to somebody very important to you, specifically before they find out in a way you don't want them to, I suggest you have the conversation and you do just like they did and you own up to it if you're on the other side because there's nothing else I could have wanted out of that person than accountability and I don't want to imagine them not in my life so, having friendships in your adult life is very difficult for some. Others, I hate that it looks so fucking easy for you. <laughs> um, but I'm very selective in who I put my trust in. I have a lot of acquaintances and I like to consider myself very friendly. But I'm very selective with who I let in. And do not mistake me being an oversharer for an over-acceptor in my friendships. Because I'm not. And I think that's it. Put some fucking wonders on. <laughs>
Alright, here's the fucking thing. I'm just gonna get into it. I love doing this. I love doing this. Not just the videos, the podcasting, the business in general, the connecting with you guys, the conversations that I have in my DMs and the people that reach out to me and confide in me and whatever. I love it. I love it. It makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And it makes me feel so incredibly fulfilled. But I have to devote my time to things that have expiration dates right now. Meaning, I'm a full-time student who is approaching technically her last semester before graduation. Um, as of right now, it's looking like I'm going to be graduating in May and also taking my state licensing exam in May which means I have to start studying like yesterday. So I have to be very responsible, smart, I don't know what the right word is, selective with my time, let's put it that way. And unfortunately, of the things that I have to do with school, including my internship, because that's part of school, that's handling my client loads. Um, I do have clients and families that I go for, se I have sessions with, um, and need to do you know, processing notes for and documentation and I do like 30 hours a week of internship work um, on top of taking three classes, um, preparing for my final thesis presentation, studying for my licensing exam. Um, and in the middle of that, I'm trying to work at the family store as much as I can to be able to pay my rent and take fucking surveys <laughs> to make some extra money. Um, and right now I have to treat this as less of a business and more of a hobby. And I hate it. I really, 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 really fucking hate it. But it's what I have to do for now. I wish that this could bring me the income I need solely. 
but I'm not going to school to become a licensed professional counselor to have a podcast. These are all things that come as an extension of when I get that license and the things I can do with it. So I have to be careful about the things I designate my time to and how they pay off for me in the right now, what I need. And not stress myself out with the time it takes to produce these episodes, edit these episodes, upload these episodes, work on ads, constantly post, add ads to those things, monetize every post, be on Instagram consistently, be on TikTok consistently, consistently upload blog posts, always be making new designs to keep the store constantly going. It's just, I wish I could because this is my happy place. Typical Trends is my dream and brings me so much joy and brings me a community of people that make me feel so fulfilled and so happy. But for right now, it has to be treated like an outlet. And... I want to make a point of explaining that because I know there are people who confide in me and really benefit from the things that I have to say and the things that I share and the transparency and the vulnerability that I come on here and express. Um, and I'm not here to, I'm not saying there's going to be nothing and I'm not trying to say that. But what I'm saying is I cannot show up as consistently as I want to until I can designate the time that I fully want to for this to be something profitable and something that can grow the way it needs to in order to be successful. Um, I don't think it's rocket science to figure out that I can't designate all of the time needed to build something up so that it can consistently be bringing me in money. Um, doing this as like a little hobby. Unless some, unless one of you want to, you know, send this out or a couple of you want to send this out to people that can really do something with it, then sure. But I'm here to tell you that it's not that easy. Um, and... I can't continue to put myself in a situation where I feel like I'm letting myself down and letting you guys down when I want to make these promises of this will be up here and this will be done this way and this will be up by this and because I, it makes me f spread myself too thin and I don't want to feel like I'm letting anybody down. Um, I plan on getting back into posting consistently, getting into um, just regular mic podcast episodes consistently. Um, I think it'll be a little while until there's guests, just because, again, 
there's a lot of reaching out that takes place. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of editing. There's a lot of all of that. Um, and I think that's what I did and screwed myself in the beginning because it was constantly back to back to back to back people on. And it was great, but it's a lot of prep. And I can't... With the schedule I have this semester, I cannot do anything to sacrifice the position I'm in for the things I really need to be succeeding in. And I said from the beginning, I want to make this the best that I can with the time I can devote to it. But I don't think I've been transparent enough and communicative enough to that when it comes to expressing that to you guys. So... This is not me saying, here's my, here's my year, <laughs> um, and I'm done. It's my, this is my year, and this is where we plan to go from here. Um, I am still offering the mindset coaching, because I can do that. Um, so if it is something that you'd like to take advantage of, to be able to have conversations with me a little bit more, and all of that, totally take advantage of it. Um, because those are things that, again, I will be scheduling and I will be able to have the time for. Um, when I make these episodes, I'm going to try to schedule based on the schedule that I know. But again, if I have more clients that now are going to take over my days I work from home and that kind of stuff, I'm going to have to shift again. And it's this game of consistently shifting. And it's like I have to do that because my priorities are now our school internship and working. Working the job that consistently brings me in the income I can depend on. So... I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> just might not see me as frequently for this face anyway, but that's kind of it. So Tim and I did this thing the other night and I've seen it other places. But I saw it on um, my girl, Lee Healy. She was my first video and guest, I think. Uh. Holy shit, time flies, man. Time fucking flies, bro. Fucking bro. But, yeah, we did a thing. Um, I saw it other places. I saw it on Pinterest, but what really set me over the edge that it was like, I'm doing this, was seeing it done by Lee and her boyfriend, um, Dara, who I, I love that whole. But I'm going to tag her if you guys don't know who she is. Um, we'll go fucking watch our episode because it was so cute. Um, but basically, we wrote out 2024 goals. I'm going to kind of cover this because I don't... If you're skilled enough to screenshot that and look at it, in depth, message me because I will need you. But I want to keep some of this to myself because some of this you don't need to know. Um, but it's 2024 goals, which you can do this if you're in a relationship, if you want to do it with your friends, if you want to do it by yourself, whatever the fuck you want to do. But we basically did like our own. So we broke it into categories. It was fitness, relationship, finance, professional, home, travel, self-care, and personal. And we both, like, took a minute and we did our own, and then we shared. 
So it's like our own ones, but we talked about it with each other. So we can kind of see like where each other are at and like the fact that like obviously we live together, like we're discussing like next steps in our relationship and all kind of stuff. So like obviously if we want to be present for those next steps with each other, that means the future with each other, which means this future and these goals. So um, I'll pick like a couple because I don't want to like go super in because again, like it's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, I don't think you guys really need to know, but, um, fitness wise, <laughs> my favorite topic, um, big one I think that I want to take away that I think is a good one to talk about. I put on here, I want to cut down on mindless eating slash snacking and I want to eat with intention. So those of you who don't know, I've struggled with an eating disorder, um, from anorexia to bulimia to binge eating, um, I still struggle um, in the sense that I basically did so much damage to my mindset with food and like my brain's um, connection to my like hunger hormones and stuff that I basically don't get hungry really anymore. Like my hunger cues are kind of like really fucked up. Um, so I basically don't really get hungry and then all of a sudden I'll get like really, really shaky and like lightheaded and I, and I will like need to eat. Um, other side, I will have days where I'm like, I have so many cravings and I will eat everything in sight. So it's not even really because I still struggle with the whole like, I don't want to gain weight so I'm not going to eat. It's like... I don't feel hungry, so it's very easy for me to go. Like, a lot of times for my internship, for example, like, the days where I fall short of, like, making sure... Because I've been really consistently trying to make sure I have, like, three meals a day. Because I went... Like, basically four months I celebrated um, when I hit four... That scared me. I can't wait to watch that back and see how I just jumped. She probably sees her boyfriend. Um... But I basically celebrated a milestone of the first time in four months that I had all three meals in a day. Um, I think it was all three meals and a snack. But it happens so rarely that, like, that was a big thing for me. And I knew it because I was tracking my food on, I almost said Moodle, that's what I used for school, on um, Noom. So... It was kind of like a eye opener and I was also kind of like, okay. And Noom taught me a lot about just like intuitive eating and like mindless eating, which Tim and I fall very victim to because we got very comfortable with sitting at the, we have one of those like coffee tables that like you pull it up and it has like the higher level, whatever. We got get, we got get, we got get. We've gotten very comfortable with he gets home from work, I'm done with my day, we cook dinner, everything's good. Like, then we decompress, we eat dinner, we watch TV, and we, like, want to just be a vegetable. Eating dinner on the couch with the coffee table, which means eating in front of the TV, which means probably overeating or eating too fast or whatever else it may be because you're not really sitting there, like, thinking about what it is that you're eating and how much you're eating and how whatever else. So... That was a big thing for me. I want to eat with intention, like be aware of what I'm eating, how much, um, 
and that kind of stuff. And then I want to strive for the continued weight loss. Um, I put on here I want to be at about 150 to 160. I honestly don't know. I Last time I weighed in, I was 165, I think. My highest was 178. So I think last time I weighed in, I was at 165 or 167. Lowest that I've been at through this process was 162. So I want to be somewhere within the 150, 160, but I also put on here whatever feels best for me, meaning with the body type that I have, um, what feels comfortable in clothing, with no clothing, with, you know, whatever the fuck, just whatever feels comfortable for me. Um, at a healthy weight that makes me feel healthy and comfortable with my skin. So if that's between 150 and 160, perfect. If that's 160 to 170, that's fine. Um, but I do feel right now I do still have extra weight to lose. And that's not me just being like, um, you know, body dysmorphia and being hard on myself, whatever else. I do have extra fat that needs to just go away. Um, so now that I'm at a better place, like medically, and I can actually do more, um, I have been struggling with the gym because I can't lift heavy anymore. And it sucks because that was one of like the main things I really liked at the gym and what really got me like excited to go. But I can't do anything that could possibly increase my intracranial pressure, which means like straining and that kind of stuff um, and lifting heavy weights. So I have to be very careful about how much I lift. So I have to do less weights and more reps, which again can be just as intense, but it's just a different way of going about my gym relationship. So I'm working on it. Um, and then I have on here getting to the gym at least three times a week. And I want to start running. Now that I don't have tits that suffocate me when I'm running and don't come back and like hit my chest and take my breath away, um, I want to try to run more. Me with chronic asthma. <laughs> but it's a goal, okay? Whatever, shut the fuck up. Run more when I never run, okay? It has a lot of room for interpretation. I was gonna say wiggle room. I was gonna say a lot of room for wiggle, but that, anyway. Um, relationship. Um, I guess one to take away from here. Um, I put communicate better when I'm irritated and show more gra gratitude. Um, I feel like I get very caught up in like the way things I feel like should be like in an equal partnership and living at home and sharing responsibilities and that kind of stuff that I do not express gratitude to Tim enough. So I put that down as an intention that I want to be better at because he deserves it because we've had a lot of conversations about things that have to do with the household and how things are shared equally and that kind of stuff. And he does a lot that I had to take a step back and think like, if he didn't do it, how much more would it be adding to my plate? And he does do a lot. So instead of getting caught up in the things that he doesn't do, recognizing how much he does do. And just because it might not be the same as me or maybe to the same extent doesn't mean he doesn't do a lot. because there's a lot that he does that I would not want to, like takes the garbage out every single morning before work that has to go out or recycling or cardboard 
and takes a dog out way more times than I do and does it before he starts work at 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning. If it's raining, if it's snowing, whatever it may be. He does the buns cages whenever he feels they need to be done, which is very consistently because he knows it affects me, like, breathing-wise, allergy-wise, all that kind of stuff. Like, he just... Love him. But he doesn't want to fucking fix his clothes, so when I do his laundry, I don't have to fix every freaking pair of pants and shirts. So then inside out. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding, but... I digress. Um, and communicate better when I'm irritated. So, again, I feel like that goes hand-in-hand hand with what I talked about before, it's friendship stuff, is that just because I am... You know, me and Tim or me and Tim doesn't mean that he should have to just accept that if I'm irritated, the way I act is fine because I should be able to better communicate the fact that I'm irritated instead of him having to pick up that I am or know that I am. We have to make him feel bad about it or whatever else it may be. I just I, overall, I know I can handle that kind of stuff better, basically. Um... And that's probably a lot of credit to the stuff that's happened this year um, with friends and everything. But um, I just feel like I have to communicate that better because I don't want to ever feel like I take his incredible um, ability to, for understanding and patience as anything for granted. So, um, finance, biggest thing I'm going to take away from this is I put on here, spend less on others to make them happy because I love gift giving. It is my love language. I find so much joy in going shopping for people and doing gifts, but I will celebrate anything and everything for people and go above and beyond even when I literally have no money to do it I will find a way and then I'm in a shitty situation because I don't have enough for my rent or because I don't have enough to split groceries or because I can't whatever the fuck like I have to stop thinking that more items equals more gratitude um, cause I can get less, <laughs> what? I, yeah, I just, I have to stop being so quick to spend money on people. Like, I love that I, I am that way because part of it is like, I know I would give money to anybody who needs it and that kind of stuff too. Even if I, the entire duration of me being in school, it has been a really big stressor for me is not having really any money to do anything but pay for the things I need to pay for, having no money to do anything but those things and not to really spend on myself or whatever else. But it's like, that should also be the same for when I gift for people and when I want to celebrate everything in between of things for the people I care about. But it's just like, I can't help it. But I could just do a card and I can go to the dollar store and get a balloon. Like, so, yeah, that's just a side note. Um... Professional, was a graduate with honors and walk at Centner University for the first time because I graduated from Centner University for my undergrad, but I never walked because I graduated in 2020. So I graduated from my TV and my backyard. Um, 
passed my NCE, National um, Counselor's Examination, and finishing my hours to then become an LPC. So basically I have to do um, these classes and my exam, if I pass the exam, then I'm a licensed associate counselor. I still have to do 4,500 hours, I think, or 4,000, but basically the hours get, that get carried over take away like that 500 part, so it's only 4,000 left. I don't fucking know. I'm just here for the ride. Um, and then once I finish those hours, I then become a licensed professional counselor and I can go off into my own private practice and whatever else. I don't have to work under anybody, basically, is the way that that works. Um, home. Again, I don't really think this has to do with any of that. Travel. I don't really think there's anything to really share with that. Um, self-care. Tim and I had a, f a hard time separating self-care and personal. But for me, self-care was like things I planned to make time to do for myself. Um, and personal was like aspirations. And like work, I guess. Um, so self-care, I did stuff like taking myself on more dates or have more productive alone time. Um, maybe start to get my nails done. I talked about that in the beginning. Um, what the fuck was that? Um, yeah, that was kind of it for self-care that I really feel like is important. Um, personal, I did more time, make more time for mindfulness exercises, like journaling, workbooks, or writing in general. Um, outlet, because I literally put dash, underline, outlet. Continue to work on and grow typical trends in a way that does not add stress or overwhelm me, because it is my outlet. Thank you. Preach. Um. Yeah, the rest of these I too specific that I don't think I need to share. Um, last one I put was respectfully, don't be so quick to bend or spread myself too thin for other people. And with that, I want to share my biggest intention for 2024 is to learn how to be more selfish. And I think there's such a negative connotation when it comes to hearing that. But it does not need to be a bad thing. I have had a lot of ups and downs of people in my life over the past year. I have put a lot of things to the side. I have spread myself thin for people that did not deserve it. I have consistently stressed myself out because of that for people that did not deserve it. Um, and not for nothing, at the end of the day, I have to stop people-pleasing and become more of a self-pleaser. And that's where selfish comes in. Because I need to find time to take care of my mental being, my personal self, my physical self, all of that, to cater to and grow and nurture the relationships that are good for me. And to continue to teach myself new things and grow and evolve. And if that means that I need to be more about myself in a respectful way, being selfish is what I'm going to do.
because I just have to. It's something that I know I've had to do for years and I don't think I had it in me to be like, I'm putting my foot down and this is how things are gonna be from now on. But I'm 25, I'm making my life the life I want for myself with the people I want in it and the things I wanna do during it and the future I want to have. So if that means that I need to say no to certain things or people or allocate my time differently in order to take care of myself throughout every aspect of that, I'm going to do that. And I urge you and encourage you to do the same. Because being selfish becomes a negative thing when you start to take out those feelings on other people. And for me, I was going to say, like, I'm taking it out of myself. <laughs> I'm taking it out of myself. But I just have to be more about me. I have to. I have to stop being so quick to have other people's best interests at heart and start having mine. So with that, here's... And cheers to this year. And I appreciate and love you all for the continued support and understanding of how typical trends needs to be and is going to be for now. Um, if anything... There will be more designs consistently. So if that's something that you have been interested in and haven't really found one that's a good fit for you. Um, I love feedback. Like I want direction, honestly. I want direction. So if you watch these things, listen to me, follow me, whatever the fuck, and you see something, you're kind of like, oh, I have an opinion on this, whatever. Give me the opinion. Give it to me. I can fucking take it, number one. Number two... I, I want to have it be something that you guys want. So, talk to me about it. Um, I'm really looking forward to putting into motion the things that I have planned for this year. And for the intentions I'm setting for myself for both this year and on the day-to-day -day and on a week-to-week. And on the month to month. Because I finally feel like I'm coming into my own and that I feel like this next chapter comes with a lot of productivity um, for myself. And for those who want to come with me. So, like always, be nice to each other. It's so, so nice to be back talking to myself <laughs> and to you and I will see you guys soon or talk to you soon whatever the fuck it's gonna be <laughs>